0: everybody, it's Ben Reiser, Director of Operations for the 2021 Wisconsin Film Festival. I was also the head of the Programming Committee for the Wisconsin Zone section of the festival, which is how uh, I wound up seeing and programming Scars. And we have the director, um, Johnny Zeller, and the producer, Tim Fraser of Scars. And although um, the festival ended a few days ago, it's never too late This is truly this this is the one Q&A we did this year, which can only be sort of post screening, which is what we're we're sort of attempting to do with all of them, like say, like, hey, watch the movie first. You don't want to hear this interview until uh, you've seen the movie. (laughs) Well, this is at least nobody can see it at our festival anymore. So they had to have (laughs) seen it. (laughs) But
1: what what a unique feather in
2: our cap. Yeah, Yeah, this is the unique (laughs) experience, the, the exclusive post interview.
0: We we save the best for last. That's what that's what I'm going
2: with. <laughs> sure, thank you. Uh,
0: so many questions to ask you about scars, but I feel like the first one needs to be: How did this project get started? And I asked that question with a, even a little more curiosity than usual because I noticed in the um, in the credits uh, that the that this the, the screenplay the story is based on on something that you something that was on Reddit. Is that right? Did I understand this yeah. correctly? Okay, let me hear that. Yeah, story. yeah.
1: Um, so it's a, it's based on a Reddit writing prompt. And I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but uh, mm-hmm. on Reddit people will post a, just a like a two-sentence or a one-sentence writing prompt in a world where this, then this happens. Or, you know, two guys walk into a bar, one's tall and one's short. What happens? Anyways, users then will respond to that writing prompt with a short story um, that, you know, hits all of the hits all the buttons that the writing prompt created. Um, and so I was just randomly browsing through it one night and came across this maybe, maybe I mean a page long or something short story. The writing prompt was something like in a world where every time you lie, you get a scar, um, you finally you meet someone that's got the biggest scar you've ever seen or something. Um, and then this guy who you probably saw in the in the credits his username too. I think he wanted to go by username work work work. Um, but, um, he had written this, this thing on, and I read it and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and I sent it to Johnny and was like, dude, you've got to read this. Like, it's our next short film. It's so cool. And, um, of course Johnny didn't, but then <laughs> what, well, like a month later or something, oh, yeah, he, actually, he, he came across the story on his own. Some other way and read it and thought to himself, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" And then sends it to me and says, "Tim, you got to read this <laughs> short story." I was like, "God, oh well." Good news is, I totally agree with you. The bad news is, we're months behind because I already <laughs> sent this to you. Um, but it was a nice way to confirm that we're very much both, you know, excited about what the story is. Um, so, anyways, I reached out to the I reached out to the writer on Reddit and just said, "Hey, I'm Tim Fraser." I producer i produced this and that and the other thing um loved your your short story on on the writing prompts would like to know if i could turn it into a into a short film um and so got that all cleared up and in, and in, in the right squared away and everything and um and hit the ground
0: and then is that is that the same guy who then wrote the screenplay or the, you just pass it on to a writer that you know
2: or... no yeah Tim we, and spent some time building out the world because the original short story was only one page and so, you know, you can kind of get a sense of, you know, the A to Z of the story from that. But there was a lot to turn one page on paper into a, you know, a full length thing or, you know, at least a short length thing. Um, and so we went and built out the whole world. We looked at the built kind of like the rules of our universe and who these characters are, that sort of thing. And then we uh, connected with this writer, Brian Begby. Um, he's, he actually, they've got the movie with Mel Gibson called The Wild Bunch coming out soon that he wrote. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so he's just incredible. We had talked with a couple of different writers to try to figure out who, who might be a good fit. And when we sent the material to Brian, he just said, okay, let's go get a beer. Let's talk about this. I have so many ideas. And we sat down and it, we just, it was firing on all cylinders. And we thought, oh, this is, this is our guy. And he was able to bring so much life to it, uh, which is what I think you want with a writer. Uh, We really enjoy the development process, crafting the story, that sort of thing. But, you know, when you can partner with a really, really good screenwriter, you're not looking for a technician, You're not looking for somebody to just type keys and spit out what you've already talked about. You know, you really are looking for an artist. And we found that with Brian and he was able to, to like elevate it so far beyond where, where we had originally even seen it. So <laughs> it, it was a really fun collaboration.
0: So, Johnny, let's go back a second because I need to hear your side of this story. How did you wind <laughs> up bumping into this same short story on your own like a month later? That well, I,
2: so I've got a love hate relationship with Reddit because um, it is such a wealth of interesting information, but it's also chock full of junk. And uh, and Tim, you know, everybody needs to find a break, right? And they need to do something with that downtime. But <laughs> sometimes he spends his time on Reddit and it, and it was driving me crazy. We are so busy with so many projects and commercials and things like that going. It's like, get off of Reddit. I don't like, what are you doing? So I kind of had the wrong attitude and I didn't even read it. And then I was, I was just on Facebook and somebody had posted it on Facebook and said, you know, this is an inspiring story. Anybody should take five minutes and read it. And I thought, oh, okay, fine. I will. And I did. And, and it was, you could immediately see that there was something there and there was more depth. I think oftentimes when you read a short story or you watch a short film, uh, there, there is a, a glimmer of something there there's a nugget but to me this story really was something that we could say oh wow there's depth here we could see how this works for a short a book a series a movie and that sort of thing and so um, not only did it have an important social commentary but it felt like it had legs far beyond just one page and so you know that it it felt like something worth exploring so
0: for, for For those of us who ha- didn't read that original sort of one page short story, what are some of the things that you then brought in and fleshed it out? Like what are some of the differences and what are some of the additions that you made? Yeah, yeah. So the um,
2: in the short story, it really focuses on the main character and you you see and hear everything from their perspective. And it's basically that character and the master sergeant. Who, who has the, the terrible scar. And there's not a lot of other characters. It does take place on a military base, uh, but we kind of, uh, we went with a new recruit, we added the extra characters, um, and then we added a little bit of the antagonist with, uh, with the Dietz character, Jeremy Shadows character, so that there was tension and there was conflict coming from multiple sides. But they all ultimately kind of had to work together, even though they were butting heads, they still had to work together to solve this potentially bigger problem. Um, and then of course the twist at the end was from you know that was from this, the original story and kind of what yeah, right.
1: what ties it all
2: together. So you're not
1: you're yeah. not supposed to say that there's a twist at the end, right? John, now then, now people who haven't seen it are gonna they're gonna know to look for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know if it's a twist so much as like the sort of the answer to the central question. Like yeah, the, sure, I guess the film. It's the film answers the question. That, yeah. So, so in that original short story, the this the sort of the soldier is not is not new to this army base or whatever, and it's yeah. And, they're... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Let not interrupt. you. No, no, that's fine. But so so it's more it's more like the the this um, master sergeant Scar is like a the talk of the base and it's sort of like, you know, it's told from that person's perspective. I mean, you know, the film is sort of told from her, her perspective, I think. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, but so that's, so there's this, that's the basic question and there isn't the stuff with the, with the deep character. Right.
1: Yeah. There are really no side characters. It's, and it's all like, like I think a lot of, you know, novels or, or written Mm -hmm. stories that get turned into films. There's a whole lot of, you know, thoughts and then I realized that and, and things that obviously don't translate well to film without building out some visuals to go along with it or, or or a way for them to get there. You can't see someone think you can't see someone realizing something. Um and so there's a lot of work to do just around taking so much internal dialogue and and turning that into original monologue I guess and then turning it into actual external dialogue. Um and so so a, a big push there. But I think for the most part, you know, the person is yeah they're in the military, they're at a, a shooting range or something, someone gets shot by accident, and then this is the, the big mystery that that finally gets solved. So the, the twist is there. I and mean, when you read it you're just like, oh God. Right. Um, which is what got John I so excited in the first place. Right. But yeah. but 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 the world and the and the you know the the B and C stories um, are all invented. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
2: well, if, I, oh sorry just one last quick point about yeah. that. In the original short story, the main character It's ambiguous whether or not it's a male or a female, Mm -hmm. Um, but nameless. For, For some reason, when I read it, it just, it felt like a female lead to me. And a lot of the things that we've gotten excited about recently on the development side have been female leads. It sometimes seems like we've seen a guy do just about everything. And it's pretty interesting to to approach these stories from the female perspective. And so we, it's something that we've gotten you know, much more interested in. And so for maybe we were just in that headspace, but whenever I, when I read it the first time, I had just, it, to me it clicked. It made, it was more dynamic and more interesting if it was a, a female lead, so. Um,
0: well, so you, you had this great hook and you had this great ending that came from the, from the original story. Um, but you uh, didn't rest on your laurels there. You uh, This film is also really notable for a bunch of really terrific performances and amazing production values. So I'd love to hear what the casting process was like, mm-hmm. and then I'd like to hear about, like, where you shot this thing and all that kind of stuff. But let's start with the cast. How did, how did that work?
1: Yeah, um, the casting process was super fun. We had actually... Um, a friend of ours, Jackson Rathbone, is a is an actor, and we had a, approached him and said, "Hey, we have got this cool idea. We think maybe you'd be the good bad guy, and you know, maybe good for Deets." Um, like very early days of it, and um, you know, he read the story. Oh my God, it's awesome! Yeah, but the more it kind of moved along, it was like, ah, oh, this doesn't really make sense for Jackson. He just doesn't, you know, it just he wasn't he wasn't the right fit for it as the character got more developed. You know. Um, per, per his input to us. And then we said, okay, sure. We can, we can sit, I guess. And said, I love this though. I really want to be involved with it. I really want to help out. Um, how about you guys let me produce the casting side of this and I'll get that set up and started for you. And, and we can take it from there. Um, he's been in a couple of, a couple of bigger movies, Twilight and, and um, the last air and, and and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so his, just, you know, he had this casting director that he worked with, And so he set us up with her who put together a couple of days of just amazing auditions. Like, you know, we were gonna just do it ourselves and cast the short film. He's like, oh, let me call Jill. She's gonna, like, she'll take care of this. And the talent that she lined up for these auditions was ridiculous. I mean, you can see just from the people we got, like, wow, you know? Um, And the people we auditioned, even people that we didn't pick are, you know, blowing up and going on to, you know, much bigger and much better things. Um, but it was really really fun to just spend a couple of days doing this and not have you know a lousy audition in the bunch you're just like I mean when we got done with the with with the whole process it was like what do we pick what do we do you know, we each made our grids out and talked about what we like best and, you know we were all over the place but like you know found enough common threads to be like okay okay this is the direction that we're gonna go um but it was um it was it was really cool and we just got really lucky that Jackson had kind of you know, volunteered to to throw in his lot of of experience with, you know, in that realm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I was pinching myself at the end of the auditions because you can kind of think like, wow, we we, we've got such a great network to pull from. It does help being here in L.A. where there's access to, you know, a a great talent pool. But I think with the right casting director and, and, you know, the right material, It's possible to get really great
1: people anywhere.
2: You know, you don't have to be in New York. You don't have to be in LA. We were just fortunate enough to be here where a lot of the, you know, the town pool was pretty big. And um, yeah, I I think that we when Jeremy came in to do it, I thought immediately, okay, well, Jackson's definitely not gonna be (laughs) dates. There's no (laughs) yeah. Yeah. it's, It's gotta Jeremy is gonna do it. There's nobody, you know. Um, but, but there were a lot of other really, really great people too, that So we still had to debate, but um, yeah, it it was a fun process.
1: Yeah. It was, it was so cool. And to get the people that we got, I mean, Meg's got her, you know, she's in um, Stargirl, but, you know, the DC comics show now that's on, on HBO max and Jeremy was in a, a snap original. He's in a Netflix original series now that I think is, I think is getting greenlit for season two, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adam's been on 911 and some other some other like major network TV shows. Avi's got a couple of features and a couple more shorts that she's kind of knocked out in the time since. And so it was just this really lucky time um, and opportunity that we apparently you know made all these right choices with. But um, it's been so exciting to just see these people that we did this kind of you know I mean knocked down and dirty, but it was still a short film you know and and all the trials and tribulations to come with that. Um, and then to see just them. So you know, blow up afterwards. has been really, really fun.
0: Yeah. So where did you shoot it? Uh, you know, it really feels like an army base, and let the barracks seem like barracks. And uh, yeah, because
1: it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's actually Fort MacArthur in San Pedro is where most of that took place. So those like big the
2: exteriors the and south things. South L.A. It's like uh, on the way down to Long Beach, south. Yeah. South coast
1: LA. Yeah um oh yeah great yeah a lot of people don't know where San Pedro is I suppose yeah it's yeah next to next to Long Beach south of LA um but it's an old World War II military base that uh, was primarily like an aerial defense you know last front against you know anybody coming over from from the east um and so it's decommissioned now it's mostly a museum actually um they do reenactments there and they do tours and things um but our first AD actually had filmed something there for or seals or or something um and so had you know the line in at least on on who the location manager was and we should talk to and Damn. um and so so got it sorted out that way um but yeah the barracks there are are yeah like mostly originally they were kind of dated we had to update them a little bit to feel in our kind of near future aesthetic that we were we were going for mm-hmm. and then same thing with with all of the all of the other kind of at least those exteriors those big ones that look like a bunker you know the that action sequence at the end the firing range and then the whole you know course was actually built out of a just an indoor paintball facility that was that was nearby Mm -hmm. um and so they had some you know some stuff there but we had to you know paint over stuff make sure there's splotches of neon green paint and stuff on the walls um so provided a couple of unique challenges but the but yeah the bulk of it was at an actual military base
0: that's cool and it wasn't that hard to book it and and get permission to shoot there
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. how much time do we have to, uh, to actual one?
1: <laughs> I, I will you. say it was a great experience and it was it was awesome I would I would do it there again sure um but there were some unique hurdles just with with permitting and stuff something that's a museum and a piece of history and then on top of that actually right before we were shooting um a sinkhole opened up and uh like right next to the barracks Wow. And so the location I called, he's like, hey, like, I don't want to tell you, but like we're in, like, active God territory here. <laughs> and there's a sinkhole opening up, you know, dropped a parking lot next door to us. Um, so we're working on getting an assessment of, of how it's going, but I know you supposed to shoot here in two days, and, and right now I, I I gotta tell you, it's not looking good. Well, you um, get, you so
0: could they, switched over and made, a, like, a Tremor sequel instead.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I, right, yeah. Quick rewrite. I, I remember I had just, I was in a meeting somewhere and my phone was just blowing up and, and I thought oh, something's it. you know and you're in like that ultra stress mode right before you're about to shoot and when you're underfunded and under resourced everything is a challenge just by the nature of it and and so I got out, and I got in my car and so sitting down and I said, yeah so well I don't think we're going to be able to shoot in two days because there's a sinkhole and I about threw up <laughs> but yeah uh kept it together and then uh, we ended up speaking with the city who and the permit office that ended up clearing it because we were far enough where we were going to be was actually far enough away that they didn't feel there was any additional danger so
1: they had civil engineers go out and assess it and like make sure it was all on the up and up it was all it was a thing down to the last minute but i got the green light so i got to go ahead with plan a which was like thank god because just like today (laughs) there's no plan b
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the movie is certainly original and lots of fun, but it also feels like it falls right in line with this long tradition of these kind of boot camp, young cadet movies. And the and the three that that bounced through my head uh, when I watched again today, uh, I was thinking about Starship Troopers, I was thinking about Stripes, I don't know why, <laughs> but and uh, and Full Metal Jacket. Um, yeah but I realized maybe I'm thinking of starship troopers because uh, the guy who plays master sergeant reminds me so much of Michael Ironside in, in a way oh. he, he's that role in starship troopers. And I've loved Michael Ironside since David Cronenberg's scanners. Um, but, but, um, but what were some of the, um, what were some of the movies you guys were thinking about when you were, uh, you know, looking at stuff or, or thinking about, you know, what you wanted this thing to look like and sound like and, <clears throat>
1: Yeah, well, Starship Troopers did come up for sure, especially with the kind of you know near future aesthetic and military of it all. Um, and I guess I can let Johnny speak to some of his sci-fi influences and things, and 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 what put it together. But just to agree with you, yeah, like that was you know one of the things we talked about for sure.
2: Yeah, we talked about Starship Troopers. There was a little bit of Dune, uh, mm-hmm. this kind of near future. Uh, I, I did I watched Full Metal Jacket probably three times before we we made this, uh, and. And so, yeah, I think I watched Apocalypse Now. There was a lot of that type of thing. And we also watched some, because we said, yes, it does take place in the military, but at the end of the day, we want mm-hmm. to kind of root this thing in character. It doesn't have to be all spectacle. It's not a, It's not necessarily an action movie. There's action elements, but it, you know, it, it, that's not the direction we're necessarily trying to go. Um, clearly a lot of Phil K. Dick inspiration, just in general. Uh, but, you know, we... I wanted to step back and say, okay, where else is there a film where we live in today, but we've twisted this one little element, and that has spiraled the entire universe in something completely different, and in movies like Her, and uh, so, you know, things like that, things like Looper, where Mm -hmm. you have, the, the world does look different. There's no question about it. Uh, but we wanted to root as much of it in reality as possible so that um, you know we could focus on there's this just the little twist and it changes relationships it changes your emotions it changes everything and i think that that's a really fun i think that that's a big part of what i look at when i'm working on developing something or you know as part of my style is mm-hmm. how do we take a look at our world today address the social commentary and then make one little twist to reality and then watch as our characters have to go along you know on this on this crazy journey and and so yeah i think that that's there there was a little bit of everything but we tried to look outside of just military based work as well because at, at the end of yeah. the day it really was about these relationships between these people and and right. this idea of truth and honesty so
0: yeah. Well, I, one of the things I love about the movie is that, of course, you set up the central premise, which is this thing about the scars. But other than that, there's really not a lot or any exposition. We don't get told what the year is and what has happened that, the, you know, these people, what, what it is that they're getting combat ready for, or anything like that. But I wonder, did the cast and crew have questions? And how much world building did you do that we don't know about, but that the the cast might have asked you about.
2: Yeah, we we've done quite a bit. And we actually have built out our SCARS handbook, <laughs> which is like a <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know, 80 page universe build. And it that explains the rules, the history, where the characters came from, all that that sort of thing. And that was almost, it was more important for us to just do for ourselves than it was in this. Obviously we shared a lot of material with the with the actors, but you know, yeah, our interest here is exploring, you know, a series of books, you know, potentially a TV series, maybe a feature. And, and so the world, it's amazing how, when you change one little thing, how many things you have to discuss that are affected <laughs> and, and it's a never ending list. Every, it seems like every time we talk about it, we're like, oh shit, what about this? We didn't even think about that before. And so, um, so we've we've done an incredible amount of world builds to try to understand this universe and understand the people, so that so that we can bring as the storytellers, obviously, like this universe exists, albeit small. Um, like we still have to bring truth and honesty to these characters and and to the people within this world, or else it does, or else nobody, nobody's going to care. So.
0: Yeah. So so you've said this a couple times now or both of you have said it. And so now I'm curious how actively or inactively are you thinking about and planning sort of future installments in this universe.
1: Yeah, pretty actively. I mean even just just yesterday we were looking at the handbook and Johnny was like we never talked about like drugs and alcohol but like think about how people should, how much people lie when you're doing those like oh gosh, yeah, we got to update this thing. Um but yeah, we've We've been building, you know, a couple of interested parties that want to talk about um, about building it into a series of books, or into a feature, or into a, into a you know a more proper TV series, and are kind of chasing some of those leads right now. Johnny's doing kind of the the bulk of that networking and um, and management right now, so he could probably speak to it better than I could. But um, yeah, we've got a few different things that we're that we're chasing, and obviously hoping to turn into something bigger. I think what's tricky is that this this story is so wrapped up at the end um with mm-hmm. here's this thing and now and now you understand you know um but i think there's this whole universe that johnny was just describing that we've built out there's so many stories you could tell that aren't necessarily about Ares, aren't necessarily about you know the master sergeant or about deeds um i think there's probably more stories to tell about them as well um, but there's a whole you know trove of, of directions that you could go in outside of the military and outside of anything else you know
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I'd love to see some more stories in the scars universe. Um, Thanks. so, so tell us about your, your pandemic. Um, how, how has your last year and a half been, uh, what, you know, how, what, what have you been able to do to keep going during these crazy times?
1: Yeah, it's been strange for sure. I think that, um, Johnny and I work, you know, pretty parallel paths a lot of the time and, and, and I'll produce a lot of the stuff that he directs and he'll direct all the stuff that I produce wherever the project lands first, you know? Um, and of course it doesn't always work out that way, but we both like it better when it does. Um, but yeah, but the pandemic was incredibly slow for me. Uh, I think that I had four, four projects in the you know March to March. In fact, I was, was producing a, a Netflix original doc called um, called the minimalists less is now. And we had, Finished up most of that, but still had a couple of pickup interviews and some other things that we wanted to do. And they were scheduled for like, I think, March 14th, which was a Saturday. And a couple of days, like in the pre-pro leading up to that, um, the director called and said, hey, you know what? Kind of to be honest with you guys. I was on set the other day with this dude who was just, you know, hacking up a lung. I'm not sure I should be around anybody. Um, and of course, like, yeah, it was early days. you don't know anything. But yeah, in this world of weird liability and, and unknowns, yeah, we should absolutely cancel this. So we canceled that, and that was like unknown at the time, but kind of the end for a year of real regular work for me. Um, fortunately, my wife got a new job at the, like at the same time. I think that was a Saturday that we canceled, and she started a new job on Monday that has, you know, that has kept us happy and healthy, you know, throughout. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I had four pretty small projects, and it was it was nice because at well, I mean, it was terrible, but there were some nice parts, and one nice part was just that I think for a lot of creatives. It gave us a chance to sit back and say, like, okay, there's there's nothing I can be working on right now that would be, you know, bringing money in the door. So what do I want to be working on? And it really gave me a lot of time and a lot of a lot of people that I work with a lot of time to say, what what else can we do? What can we do differently? What have we been ignoring for five years or ten years? You know, um, and it was really a, like <laughs> once the world been getting back to normal, just you know, in the last few months, it was like, oh. I've got to go back to thinking a little more pragmatically about my, my bank account and less just about what's creatively fulfilling and exciting, you know, mm-hmm. fortunately a couple <laughs> of those projects, even that, that started out as, as pet fun projects. Once production kind of came back, we were able to spin one or two of them into a, into a paid project. Like, Oh great. We were going to do this for free your yeah. backyard, but now yeah. you got a client paying for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, lucky in that regard too. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, it was just really, really slow and, uh, and had to, oh. uh, come to terms with that initially and then found a bit of a silver lining, I think.
2: Yeah. John. Yeah. I did not do four projects. So I went crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but kind of I went on a little bit of a roller coaster where at first I, you know, because we didn't know how long it was going to be. So I just thought, okay, I don't have to take meetings. I don't have to do all this other stuff. I'm just going to hammer down and we're going to write and write and write and write because it's the only thing that we can do. Um, and then you pitch and then you take meetings and nothing happens and you get all bummed out and say, well, I'm going to go sit at the beach and I'm going to take 10 <laughs> days and I'm going to go camping. Um, and so I did a little bit of that. Uh, and, and I guess I did a music video. Um, and then I went to Brazil in December for a big Red Bull project and it, you know, I mean, that's his whole story in itself going to Brazil during a pandemic and yeah. Yeah. We shut down the especially, largest, especially Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Brazil. The pandemic.
0: <laughs> wow. Right into um, the belly of the beast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, my parents were really unhappy that I was doing it. Uh, but I.
0: Your producing just, partner
1: was fairly unhappy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think a lot of people were really unhappy that I was doing it. But I just, after nine months at the time of not doing anything, I just had to do it. And, um, and anyway, it, it ended up going. We actually would just. Found out we wanted to tell you where today, so pretty pretty excited about it. And but I came back out of that shooting and being on set again and saying, "Oh wow, I do remember why I love my job." You know, we just spent all this time being down on our careers and down on our jobs and thinking, like, you know, what maybe I should go do something else. I've got friends that do real estate. I got friends that do all these other things. They're still working. They're still you know moving as as normal as possible. And um, but then getting back on set again and doing it and saying like, okay, I'm good at my job. I like my job. I'm, you know, it was enough of that spark to kind of continue to keep me going. So I think that the takeaway for me is I wish I would have, It you know, wish whatever, but like, you know, I wish I would have gotten on set and just done anything, even if it was me and one other person, just continuing to make stuff and feeling that creative fulfillment was enough to, to keep me going. So.
0: Well, congratulations on making it through and making it out of Brazil. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing scars with us. It was great having it in the festival. Um, send us something else for next year and then we'll, we'll bring you to Madison. Um,
2: yeah. We'd love that. You know, yeah. That was the, kinda, that was kind of coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So thanks you guys.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having yeah, thank us. Thank you, Ben. Really appreciate it.